0: Welcome to episode 12 of the Sports Exchange Podcast. I'm your host, Reggie Bobin. Joining me right now is my co-host, Brent Weber. Brent, what's up, buddy?
1: Hey, how's it going, Reggie? Just uh, sitting there chilling, man.
0: All right, all right. It's just a lovely Friday for me over here in sunny Los Angeles, California. What's the weather like over there in Miami?
1: Oh, well, we finally got some sun here the last couple of days. So after that little uh, storm that went west of us, we didn't get much of that, but... uh I uh, finally got a cup some sun
0: here. So hopefully, it stays around. Okay, uh, sounds like a typical summer day in uh, Florida for the most part. So, I, uh, uh, as I think I told you before, I'm going to be coming down there again in a couple of weeks. So, I can't wait to reunite. And uh, I guess at that point in time, when I do come down, it's going to be preseason football. So, uh, that'll be fun. Now.
1: Let's
0: that will be, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, who doesn't hate, like, even if it's preseason football, who doesn't hate the NFL? Um, one month. Exactly, one month. But I thought we'd begin with, obviously, the uh, first two games of the NBA playoffs. Um, the Phoenix Suns, right as of right now, are 2-0 against the Milwaukee Bucks. Just a quick breakdown of the two games. The Suns obviously have the better team. Uh, they have just more skilled players all around. Their bench seems a lot stronger. They're, um, they're more athletic. They seem to just really kind of uh, be of the mindset that this is their opportunity, their time right now. Everything kind of broke perfect for them uh, during the season, obviously in the playoffs with uh, injuries to LeBron and Anthony Davis. I should say Anthony Davis, but LeBron was kind of still nursing an old injury. And they're they're kind of just capitalizing on the opportunity right now to win its first championship in that organization's history. They just look a lot better, and and it's it's not helping that Milwaukee's um, outside of Giannis, who I've been very surprised. I mean, he's he's played great. He had like I think forty points yesterday, and he had twenty points and like uh, maybe sixteen or seventeen rebounds in game one. So he's been playing great. But guys like Middleton and Tucker, and um, if there's a name I'm missing from the from the Bucks, that's just no, nobody's really shown up. Oh, Drew Holiday. Drew Drew Holiday doesn't look very good. Either way, he doesn't. He can't. I don't know what they're doing with him from a defensive standpoint. And offense, he couldn't hit, you know, he couldn't hit water if he, he fell out of a freaking boat. So Phoenix just looks like the better team.
1: I'm still, I'm still sticking my original uh, prediction. Since they beat the Heat, I picked the Bucks to win the whole thing. Okay. They're going to come back in this series. And it's just like the Brooklyn series. After the two games, everyone thought they were dead in the water, and not only did they lose those two games, they were so blown out it wasn't even funny um so I know the injuries were part of the uh yeah. issue there but uh but Giannis surprisingly has he he looks like he hadn't missed a beat to be honest with you so uh but you're right, the wall players are not stepped up uh they had no choice but to step it up. I think they win game three pushes the game four and win game four and send it back to Phoenix for a pivotal game. Process.
0: I was just about to say, I don't think it'll be a sweep. I think it'll go six games, but I don't see Milwaukee outside of a big injury, you know, or devastating injury. I know they had a player that went down, but he wasn't like a main player, like an injury to like a Devin Booker, or DeAndre Ayton to kind of like swing that pendulum back to their favor. Um, I think obviously, as you mentioned with the Nets, uh, you know, they got blown out the first two games. But remember, Kyrie got hurt. Kyrie plays, it's a different story. Um, I, and, and we'll never know, obviously, but in my mind, it's it would, it would be a different story if Kyrie doesn't go down. But, you know, that's the way things played out. Outside of a serious injury to one of, their, one of those top three players with Paul, uh, Ayton and Booker, I don't really see, I don't think they have the firepower to uh, compete with the Suns. Well,
1: we're going to find out here. I just think that, phoenix uh hot shooting can't continue the way it is either and i just uh I just believe in Milwaukee with a fan behind them uh they're gonna definitely get- i think they'll win both games in milwaukee uh
0: just just from a quick observation of what you've seen, what's some things that they can do differently as far as the bucks that they can uh you know help at least you know even it out I know again like. Everything that I said earlier is just like Phoenix just looks like the more athletic team, but Milwaukee's a traditional playoff team. They have, like, that second guy, Middleton, who can go off, you know, at any point, but he just has not been able to catch any kind of rhythm. Holiday was supposed to be a defensive specialist. I don't see Holiday really – have they even put him on Chris Paul at at any point? I know uh, Booker's their best offensive talent, but Paul has been scoring at a an, an crazy rate. It's it's insane, and I don't know. I don't know what, uh, what it? I always mispronounce his name. Budenheiser, Budenhoser. Uh the guy who always looks like like one of like a drunk guy at the bar. I don't know. He always like looks. He has has that appearance of a <laughs> a guy who's just had one too many shots at the bar. Anyway, um, well, Ricky, Ricky,
1: you just hit the nail on the head. I was about to say the, the talent level is really not that big on either side. It's just that they need a they need a head coach will make adjustments. That's basically it.
0: Okay, fair enough. I mean, uh, so you... I think this was something that we had talked about previously. He won't lose his job. if, like, Even if they get swept, he won't lose his job. I don't think so. No, of so. course not. He won't. He won't. But... Um, I don't know. It's funny, like, guys who are a bit effective. You remember P.J. Tucker when he was guarding Kevin Durant in the in series prior? It was one of those – oh, I should say uh, two two rounds ago against the Nets. And, um, you know, he was an effective guy. And then they they haven't been able to utilize any of those main guys who were productive against the Hawks series, against the Nets series. It's, this seems like it's Gian, uh, uh, Giannis. And it's like – he he can only do so much. I mean, he's already a bit limited in his own way. But obviously, he's playing great. I'm I, I'm completely surprised at how dominant he's been. But um, I, I'm trying to think of a, a way that they can outside. I guess just Middleton just hitting his shots. I I don't know what's what they can do to kind of just balance everything out. It's it's
1: I, I, don't, I don't well know. they need to bring, they need to bring their defense back. I mean, it's a uh... They're one of the top three defenses in the league, I believe. So uh but Phoenix has gone right through it and uh and also, you know, like I said before, the role player needs uh Middleton needs to play better, Drew Holiday needs to play better. Um see both Booker and uh Chris Pauls playing outstanding and and Aiden and guy in the middle, they're all playing well. So they need to match that. They match that, they can win some games.
0: How about a guy, uh, DeAndre Aiden? I think he's putting together Obviously, one of the better playoff runs. I'm not going to say it's a great playoff run, like, you know, like what Tim Duncan or Shaq used to do as far as a big man. I like watching him. You know, he's almost a forgotten guy because that's the uh, same draft that had. Obviously, for people who don't know, which they probably do, he was the number one overall pick out of Arizona to the Phoenix Suns in 2018, a draft class that had guys like Luka Doncic and uh, Trey Young and probably a couple other guys, and I'm – like, just completely blank. I am mean, Marvin Bagley or whatever. But, you know, he's putting it together. He's a joy to watch because he's, he doesn't have to – I'm trying to think of somebody he reminds me of. Like, he doesn't have to be, like, the traditional big man who, you know, puts up 25 points a game. But all the small things that he does, especially on the defensive and the rebounding end, I think he's – you know, we there was a bit of a question of whether – it was justified that he was selected number one. Obviously, I think that people would take Luca. I wouldn't take necessarily Trey Young, but guys like Luca and Trey Young have more star power and more value, and in, in in the um, in advertisement sense, and you know uh, promoting them. But DeAndre Ayton fits that team, especially when they got Chris Paul, because he has a guy like Devin Booker who can light it up. He has obviously a veteran point guard within the top five who can, uh, you know, even the way the way him and Paul kind of just play. Uh, the uh, give and go, you know, just kind of the way uh, Paul sets him up. I enjoy watching him. I just from a defensive, from just the way he moves around the basket and in his defense, it's not. It's like a traditional old school big man.
1: I'll be honest with you. I gotta watch more of them. I've, I haven't seen much of the series in the first two games. You know, I'm in the East Coast, so uh, I'm sorry. I'm not watching the game all the way to the end. So when it's playing in Phoenix, um, so hopefully I can get uh, more of the game on Sunday. Uh, earlier, starting you know in Milwaukee, so uh, we'll see. I've I've seen bits and pieces of it, um, but uh, I just think Milwaukee can come back.
0: So you're saying it's going to be the Bucks in seven? You're still holding to that?
1: Yeah, why not? <laughs> I got to make it interesting, Reggie. <laughs>
0: okay, all right. I'll. Uh, I think uh, hopefully they'll still be playing by the time we do the next podcast. Um, you know the series will still be intact. The game game three is as you mentioned is on Sunday, and then I think they spread out game four would be Wednesday, I believe. Or no, Tuesday. game four should be Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday, okay. So uh, they both have all Yeah. So depending on as you say seven, I say six. So they should still be at least one more. Uh, hopefully, uh, uh, you know, so the, you know the series will still be intact uh, by the time we do episode. Um, episode 13 that would be so uh what yeah i guess uh with that being said uh let's move on to something i think both of us well i mean I it was a long time coming but that's the nli that's finally uh taken into existence just the name likeness and image uh i have a couple of questions about that with you being the college, the main college football guy, because you are probably the one of the biggest college football fans I think I've ever met. Um, do you what, what's your thoughts about it? Do you think it's a fair system? Is it finally time? Because I always thought it, you know players should have been compensated in some way. They're not necessarily getting a salary, but they're able to market off their name, their image you know, their likeliness. And it's just like, to me, it's always been ridiculous and bullshit that the fact that they've never been able to do this prior. So I'm glad to fi- see this finally taking off. Uh, I just want to get, before I start, ask you a couple of questions. What's your what's your feeling about this finally coming to fruition?
1: Well, I'll be honest with you, Reggie. I'm more confused now than I was before it started. I have more questions than answers. Um, I was all for it in the beginning, which is fine. You know, the name, life, image, you know, get paid for it. I don't have an issue with that. It's now with everything coming out, you know, we heard about the the, the businessman in Miami from Miami Hurricanes yes. uh gonna be giving out money. Now the Florida Panthers are putting something up, they'll be the first major pro franchise of all any sport. That's gonna do something. Um, to me it's very confusing because there's not a federal regulation. The NCAA um, had to get rid of that wool uh Their college athletes not uh, being, you know, not being able to make money, so they had to get rid of that rule. Of course, but, but it's 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 going from state to state, so to speak. Some states were able to start earlier than other states. Uh, It's a very very gray area here. Uh, So, who's regulating all this? Who's keeping an eye on this? To me, I just. I see recruiting violations. I mean, how are they going to regulate all this? I mean, now they're going to get money. I mean, I just don't. I, I just don't understand how this is going to work. To be honest with you, the, the more I'm seeing this come out, the more I'm like, oh wait a minute. I I don't know what to think about this. I really don't have an opinion at this point because I really don't understand
0: it. Do oh, uh, actually, I'm glad you brought up the Miami one uh, since that's kind of near and dear to us considering I'm a Hurricanes fan and you know you live there and you have hurricane friends as fans. Um and I was surprised when, you know, obviously uh what was I think it was Tuesday when the gentleman I think he was um he owns a UFC gym, if I'm not mistaken, in Miami. He's a former UM alumni. He's a booster I, I would assume. And now he says he's gonna give each play. Now he only said for this season, it's not going forward, but for this season it's gonna be five hundred dollars to each player, which I think in total. Dan Lambert? Say that again?
1: Dan Lambert? Yes, correct. He of he the big top team, USC, down in Miami. Okay. Uh, believe it or not, he was on a wrestling show, AEW, the other night, so doing a promo. Had a Manion Union. Actually, AEW Wrestling was in Miami on Wednesday night, live, uh, finally in front of the fans, and he showed up on that card. Uh, on the side with the Manion Union and Madfodol was there too. Right, they uh, train
0: at the gym. They train at the gym that he owns. Yeah, right, so that's interesting.
1: And so it, it finally connected with me, but I saw the name in the beginning. I'm like, who is this guy? And then it all connected when I saw that. So, uh, but go ahead and, and explain that. You probably know more than I do on well, this situation.
0: It's, it, I mean, obviously it's just one, one. um one particular situation where a guy who was alumni is going to start to do that. It made the most name, but we're going to start to see that as obviously with the bigger programs, um, there's probably things that we haven't heard, but what do you think about that? Is it going to help? You know, you said you're confused. I was a little confused too. Now, is this going to help players going forward? I don't see this being anything big, especially if other programs are going to start to do this as well as if it's going to help. Like in other words, I, uh, let me rephrase that question. The Alabamas and the Clemsons, as I've always complained, is just like it's just just have a monopoly on the system. Obviously, Alabama is going to, this is just, you know, just an example. You know, let's say if they, I know it's Tuscaloosa, it's not allowed to do, no disrespect to Tuscaloosa, but let's say auto dealerships are allowing five Alabama offensive linemen to, you know, sign you know, autographs for like three hours and they're able to get paid. Is this going to help benefit the smaller franchises, um, the franchises, the smaller universities um, in any way or the mid majors in any way?
1: Um, honestly, I, you know, this is where it confused. I don't think it hurts or help. in in and in, in that respect, the, the, the private schools, like the university of Miami and Auburn university, things like that. Um, those those schools now these players can be paid doing what they want to do which is fine and now I'm looking at the recruiting part of it maybe it won't change the recruiting landscape however like these businessmen that coming out and say they'll offer certain amounts of money for this and this and this aren't they really just boosters so now we're going back to the boosters pumping money into the uh, university athletic program you know, in a way to where she's not, she, this is where I'm totally confused. I, I don't understand it. Well, as long as the individual athlete, uh, you know, as long as they're making their money, what they're doing, I'm perfectly fine with that. But I, but when the businesses get involved or the boosters get involved. I just don't know how that works.
0: Yeah, I guess you, since it's still very new, obviously, we don't know either. We can only speculate. Um, I I am in total agreement. If somebody wants to, if they can sell their jerseys, and, you know, I remember when uh, I think it was Todd Gurley. And Todd Gurley or Johnny Manziel got in trouble for selling off, like, jerseys or autographed helmets and stuff like that. If they're able to do that, we you know, that's fine uh we don't i don't really know the, the entire guidelines of what is legal as far as the boosters and stuff i always assume like 100 dollar handshakes were still going on you know and uh, boosters were still taking care of certain players you know uh, on 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 the on the lowdown um i'm interested to see how it's going to play out with the uh, as far as the outside businesses, like mentioned, the car dealerships and the boosters are probably going to go. You know, restaurants. What if a? Uh, here, here's an example. What if a? Um, what if a particular restaurant wants a kid from, let's say, USC, and he says, uh, "You know, if you send out a tweet, basically saying, you know, you know, like you were here and my, this place is great, you know, you could eat." free for the entire season i mean there's so many different ways it doesn't necessarily have to be money it could be you know benefits as far as food as you know college athletes i don't know if they eat the best i know they eat three square meals but i don't know if they you know but they can benefit in certain kind of things like that maybe it's going to be weird to play like maybe are they going to be allowed to drive a free car you know from one of these dealerships instead of just giving I guess, yeah. I guess I could see your point. It's kind of confusing in the sense of we don't know what's legal and what's not, and how much trouble and how much, how much, how much trouble right. potential players can get in. You know,
1: and right, and who's gonna who's gonna watch and regulate this? So that's that's what I'm trying to figure out. The NCAA, I believe, is still sitting there uh, waiting on hoping that the, there'll be a federal you know, ruling at some point um, to what can be done because that's why they have not had any specifications in their rules right now. So I, I don't know. I guess it's all a work in progress, but um, your guess is as good as mine, Reggie, on this one.
0: Um, as far as the bigger schools – I, again, like yeah, that's the that's the thing. I don't know if it's going to bring any more balance. I think it's going to basically keep the landscape of the NCAA um, football scene just the same. The big schools will continue to dominate. The small schools, we might see a school like USC start to get like good recruits because just generally because where it's based in, as far as being in Los Angeles, if they're allowed to let guys you know, market their image. Well, well they're going to be California is the first one to do it. <laughs> I think California is the first mm-hmm. one to do it and Florida. Just kind of pushed the, you know, they just, they right. just legislated it quicker. Um, And uh, you know, I can see certain programs like that benefiting, but I don't think it'll change the landscape too much. Again, it's still very new. Uh, we don't know too much about it as of yet. I, I, there are going to be some infractions. I would imagine it always is, Um, you, right. you know, um but we'll have to wait and see um it is a good step in the right direction though because i just again i've felt for years like especially um, uh, college football and basketball players should be able to at least do something but it's going to help out a lot it's going to help out you know i don't know if you've ever noticed uh you know like uh there's if you ever seen some of these um images of these volleyball players that are very attractive that they can market themselves on instagram more and you know get money you know be able to accept money from that um you know just like uh gymnastics and things like that the, not the traditional sports that bring in money but now people can that's market the same themselves. thing with the
1: yeah you know, same thing with alabama star uh softball pitcher montana foul she's already got a deal too so exactly it, all that and everything is fine uh my question i would be concerned with later is is that you know the these businesses are boosters. I'm going to call them boosters. I don't, I don't see the difference really because they're offering money to, but but will this? The question is, will this kind of uh, make its way back into the recruiting landscape in the sense that, oh, okay, now you know the wolves are very sketchy, and now there'll be uh, more prone to maybe offer money hey come to the school come to the school Mm -hmm. but other with all this going on with the nil that's what i'm wondering i mean
0: again it's too early to tell i think it will um there's gonna be i don't think but boosters still are not allowed to give money um no that's true yeah, that they're still not allowed to do that. I don't think that's going to change. At least, not that much.
1: Yeah, I think the I think the one thing we both agree on is that I think is that they need a clear uh, definition of what uh, can be done, what cannot be done in regard to the new uh, name, image, likeness uh, uh, deal that just came out. So that's what they need right now. I think there's a big gray area, mm-hmm. and they're mulling over it. They're looking at it. The federal, uh, like, it's, it's a lot going on there. So we're still trying to figure that one
0: out. Okay. Here's my next question. And it's kind of a two part, but I'll ask you since, since this has finally, um, this law has finally passed as far as players marketing themselves and being, do you think the NCAA, is gonna reinstate Reggie Bush and he'll get the Heisman back.
1: Um, yeah, I haven't been keeping up with the the Reggie Bush thing. I've heard I've seen some uh statements out there that yeah, time to give him the hyphen back. Um, now he got paid for what
0: now? He got uh basically he was getting from what I understand he was getting money from a particular agent that that he promised to sign with once he turned pro, that he like um, he kind of went back on that initial promise, and then ended up signing with somebody else. So they basically ratted him out to the NCAA, basically stating like, "Hey, we were giving, we moved his family from San Diego to LA, we gave him a car, basically uh, with the promise that he would either sign with us when he, once he turned pro, or he would pay us back." with, I guess a little bit of interest which he didn't do either one so they just ratted him out and that's basically how he got caught
1: yeah but that's still a recruiting violation so that had nothing to do with the name like image thing
0: well it was it was more or less when he was in USc though he was more uh, yeah I mean that is a great yeah. I see your point but he was he was he was a star player already so he was basically just marketing wouldn't that be considered marketing? Kind of, I mean, he didn't sign with the, he didn't sign with an agent, but they basically, it was just kind of like, a, you know,
1: uh, a- yeah, you, you get help from anybody, uh, moving around, do they pay and all that stuff, you know, that's still against the wall.
0: Okay. I mean, that's, it is something to think about, uh, as far as just him, because I was when that did happen, as soon as in fact, as soon as the law was passed, you know, he's put out a statement like he wants his he wants his uh, his stats and his Heisman reinstated back to him. So uh, that'd be something interesting. Uh, the second part of that question, amongst all the players that we've seen, who do you think which player do you think would have benefited most from this new uh, this new law? I mean, it's just like, you think a guy like Tim Tebow would have probably been, made millions of dollars in his heyday back in uh, Gainesville? Or uh, how about, uh, uh, you know, Reggie Bush or Vince Young, perhaps, you know, in Texas, uh, just as, uh, as big as he was in, in that state? Um, you know, what about know the boys, boys? Yeah, the Boz. Yeah, I remember that. That's a good one. That's a good one from the past, though. Ryan Bosworth, or uh, I'm trying to remember—is this not Jim, Jim From BYU, yeah. Well, I don't know if you know, Jim McMahon was kind of a weird kind of because he was in like a BYU, a Mormon kind of university. I don't know if people was he popular. Yeah, he
1: never
0: saw yeah, I, I, yeah, maybe he outdates me a little bit as far as him in college. Uh, I mean, but I'm trying to remember maybe some guys over the last, you know, maybe a Peyton Manning or trying to think of but but i think tebow probably would have benefited the most um just as just a name because you know it's surprising still to this day how how his you know when you invoke his name it's just like how much how much well i don't want to say controversy but how just you know just how popular he still is at this point and you know the guy was just and and especially in that particular region as we've seen when he signed as a tight end uh with jacksonville um, and then it's kind of like how much controversy that stirred up. But it's kind of one of those things where I'm, I'm I, I always kind of wondered, like, what athlete would have benefited the most by this new um, this new law being passed. So that's uh, who you you said Bosworth. So do you have any other names or that, is, that, is that the only one that really sticks out? Maybe there's a name I'm not remembering. Oh, how about Johnny Manziel? Yeah, I was just thinking about him too. Yeah, Manziel, and um, there's not—you know—it's funny. When I think about it. There's not. There hasn't been too many college football rock stars outside of the ones we just. Seen. I got one for you. Go ahead. I got one for you. Deion Sanders. Oh, how did I not figure that one out? How did I? Not, <laughs> yeah, how did I? How did I not even think about that one, Deion? And that's the obvious one there. Yeah, uh, I think that rule was made for him. Yeah, Dion and yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. So, um, do you have any final thoughts as far as the new? Is it the? Is it NLI? Did I say NIL? Or is, it's NLI. You were correct. It's NIL. Okay, NIL. Okay. Do you have any final thoughts on the NIL as far as just? Um...
1: No, I think we just have to wait it out the next few months and see what happens.
0: Okay. All right. I mean, uh, you know college football is what when is the first game in late August
1: late August would be correct yes
0: okay and uh so yeah, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. but this was something that I was obviously it was gonna happen at some point in time. I thought I honestly thought it was gonna happen maybe a few years from now, but um I'm glad that it's finally been put into light and you know it's it's taken course, and now we're starting to see um these players, at least the players that bring in the money, especially the guys who are the big names. And, you know, they'll at least be able to, uh, you know, make a little bit considering how much the NCAA makes off of them. You know, it seems like every new contract that they, you know, every new uh, TV rights scene that they, con- that they sign is a bigger and bigger deal. So at least the players will be able to market themselves and get something for it. So, um, yeah. Okay, so let's – uh Trying to look, I'm looking at ESPN right now. Do you have any sports particular things? I know it's, it was probably a very slow week. Nothing really happened over the. Uh, oh,
1: I will say this. though. There's one thing I do want to bring up, and uh, it's been a big talk of the uh, the not only the uh, sports world, but the international sports world is what's happened with the Sekari Richardson incident oh, yeah. and being banned from the Olympics with the uh, marijuana. I think this is a little good topic to talk about. Uh, You talk about the Olympic trials and the story behind it. Uh, You know, she got tested uh, positive for drugs. uh, She can't compete. And then we later find out that she just smoked marijuana to cope with her biological mother's death. And the way she found out how she died was from a reporter which I can only begin to imagine uh, how she would have felt. And it's just her way of coping with it. And she appeared on the Today Show uh, soon after that. And with the utmost class, she accepted full responsibility, uh, not supposed to be done. But the major argument now is, is that marijuana is legal in 45 out of 50 states in the United States, whether it's recreational or medicine. And the big uh, four major sports have uh, taken a step back on marijuana. They've gotten more lax on it. And so the question is, and the other thing is, this is not a performance-enhancing drug either. So at the Olympics, committee making such a big deal out of this can they change it or and, you know it it's been a huge story
0: yeah actually i'm i'm looking and i i i have seen that i'm ever since last week um they did keep her off the uh, what is it the uh, women's rally um the relay team yeah the relay team and uh i'm just reading more about it now I mean, she was a, she was a, she broke the record a right. 100 meter record at LSU as a freshman two years ago. I say USDA response to a letter AOC regarding suspension. Now, basically, it's, it's so it's not necessarily. I don't know too much about this, but I, I'm I'm gonna kind of I'm just kind of quickly skimming through the thing. So basically, it's the United States of America that's basically told her she can't go to the Olympics. It's not anything to do with the Olympics. She hasn't. You know, well, they're still in the qualifying process, so it's, it's basically uh, USA telling her she broke the rules, which they still. Uh, yeah, I, I guess was suspended thirty days over positive marijuana test, keeping her from the hundred meter race at the Olympics. Uh, it was later confirmed she would miss the Olympics entirely after she wasn't selected for United States Olympic four by one hundred relay team. And I, I see, I see the quote that you were telling me about. Um, after the 30 days you yes, there's no longer any legal process to challenge. Okay, I guess it just depends on which like morals are. I mean, do you still look at it? There's obviously, it's like you said. There's uh, how many countries? I mean, I'm sorry, countries. How many states have legalized marijuana?
1: Well, it's legalized marijuana either uh, recreationally or. Medicine or by medicine.
0: 45 out of 50 so far. Okay, so there's only five that's not. I, yeah, I, I it's kind of just. I think,
1: I think if we're in the middle of a transition here, mm. you know, because I've always been, you know, against it and everything, so forth, so forth, but now the country is starting to accept it. Right. Um, and it's not one of the hard drugs, obviously. Right. And so the question now is, Would you even consider this a performance-enhancing drug?
0: No, it's never been considered that.
1: Exactly. So that's that's the other question, Mark. And, uh, you know, this is something that I have to – obviously, it's a good thing this happened so they can really, you know, get into this and figure out what to do, you know, for future events.
0: I am – yeah, I, I mean that's a shame for her, as you said. Uh, I don't know. I I really don't know. I haven't looked into the Olympic, you know, uh, you know protocols as far as what I mean. I I, I mean the only time I ever watch the Olympics is obviously every four years, so I don't know if they've ever changed because marijuana has been legal in certain places. Uh, whether it's recreation or, or medical, for, for many years now. I mean, I remember when even when I was in New York in, I don't know, 2017 or 18, it was legal then. And as you said, 45 of those states have legalized it. I thought there would have been maybe some rule change within the, within, you know, the uh, governing bodies of the, um,
1: you know. The- I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think it is going to go to that point where uh, I think it all begins with society, and that's what's going on right now with the, the states you know legalizing it one way or the other um what's going to eventually happen in, in, in the next five years uh even maybe even sooner before that uh it's going to be treated like just like alcohol in my opinion
0: it has to i mean again uh, times are changing so it's just a shame that she um has to be penalized for you know basically and especially considering why she was doing it to, You you know, as far as to help her cope with the death of her mom, but um, right. Is so th- it's final. There's no this can't be overturned, right?
1: Yeah, well, at this point, according to the USDA, it's not going to be overturned at this point. Um, especially when you got the Olympics coming up in what two weeks from now. So yeah, yeah so it's uh, yeah, it's right now. It's a done deal. Uh, like I said, it's amazing how she's handled this whole thing a class act. She's accepted it. Um, she's not crying, complaining about it, you know, deep inside her. She's like, wow, you know. Um, so now, at least instead of four years, she's got to wait three years for her next attempt for the Olympics. But uh, she's 21 now, so she'll definitely have uh, another uh, shot or two. Yeah, she'll have uh, like two or three. I think she'll, she'll,
0: she'll, huh? have, she'll have two or three more shots at the Olympics at that age. Yeah. All right. Right. All right. So we'll see how that plays out. The Olympics is in two weeks. Oh my God. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> you know you know what it is, buddy? I take it one one sport at a time. So right now we're in the NBA Finals. I know the British Open is next week. And then I, I just completely forgot the Olympics is like in two weeks. I, you know you. Just brought it
1: up.
0: And also it's funny, okay, you know, we're talking about
1: golf. But I, I totally forgot the Scottish Open going on this weekend. Because everyone's talking about this little dink yeah. PGA event in the United States. Right. The Scottish Open, a lot of huge names up on the top of the leaderboard after two rounds. And it's on again, I just looked at my God, it's on at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning on ESPN.
0: Did you No, know- not ESPN. The golf channel, the golf channel. Did you see this weird thing that happened with Rory? I'm glad you brought that up. Yes, I did. I saw the video. It's just like that. I saw the video with the (laughs) gym. I mean, what the hell was that about? (laughs) Some stranger. uh, Just to to give our, uh, just a quick uh, run through. Uh, Basically, uh, as Rory, I think he was about to tee off. He was about to tee off. And then some guy, a spectator, just walks up to him no security, no nothing, and it basically takes his six iron and just walks away. And Everybody's just kind of looking around like, what the hell's going on? And, yeah, obviously the guy got arrested. But uh, I saw that, and I was just like, wow, like what kind of security yeah, well, do they have over there?
1: Well, it was funny, though, because he walked up the Warriors bag. Warriors standing there with John Vaughn. They're about to tee off of the 10th hole. And the, and the fan takes the the club out of Glory's bag. Yeah, that's what I said. Very yeah. confidently, very slowly. This is a very uh, casual walk. Walk to the tee. He's ready to take a practice swing. And But he looked like he was comatose in a way. Like, I don't know if he was so high, so drunk, whatever. But, uh, but Rob and McAvoy and the caddy were standing there so bewildered. They, they thought it was a joke. Uh, when I read about it, uh, they were speechless. They didn't know what to do, and then security came and, and escorted the guy. The guy went ahead and put the club, gave it back to uh, the caddy, and then walked off. So it was the strangest thing I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, it was. It's was pretty weird. It's. Uh, I mean, luckily nobody got hurt, which is the most important thing. I was funny. Fun, really? I was just looking at the big names. Yeah, you're right. It was Rom, Westwood, Justin Thomas is there. In Poulter, uh, is it Schaeffler? They got uh, Fleetwood.
1: There's a lot of names Mar- there because this is really, yeah, yeah this is really a warm up before the Open. It makes complete sense. And I'm thinking to myself, "Wow, no big names this week at the golf event here." I'm thinking, "Wow, they're taking a couple weeks off for the Open," but I totally forgot about the Scottish Open until I just. Looked at it just a couple hours
0: ago. Yeah, I looked at the John Deere Classic, which is going on this week, and uh, I didn't see any big names. And I was just like, I thought the same thing as you. I was just like, you know, everybody's taking off. And then I saw the Scottish Open, but I didn't actually look to see who was um, participating in it. And, hey, you got some big guns. It's it's smart, you know, British Opens next week. I imagine some of these guys are probably just going to end up staying there. You know, I don't know if they, uh, you know.
1: That's the idea. It's like their warm-up before yeah. the deal. Yeah, I'm looking at them like it's on at 7 o'clock tomorrow morning until 12.30 in the afternoon. Okay,
0: I might check it out. Yeah, There's a, uh, a lot of big names at that, that scoreboard I'm looking at. Uh, so Rom is tied for first. Man, he's on fire. He's playing some great golf. I mean, considering the fact that he, really well. he, he should have won the uh, Memorial and then he the way he won the U.S. Open and then – you know, now he's he's playing. He's tied for first after two days, after one day. Is it one day? Is it, It's one. Today's the first over there. It's, no, we finished two rounds okay. already. Okay, so, yeah, that makes sense. So, he's passed two rounds. But tomorrow morning, it's the third round. That's okay. 7.30. You have to remember, five hours that's, later that, there. That's what I mean. That's kind of like Scottish Open. That's just like, wait, yeah, it should be more or less the fact that they're they're already in round two. But he's he's tied for first after two rounds, and, uh, you know, he looks like a strong contender going into the British Open, but uh we'll see how that plays out by Saturday.
1: Yeah, I'm literally looking at the leaderboard uh right now, yes. Rob Westwood, you're right, uh Fitzpatrick, uh Justin Thomas is up there, Poulter, Scotty Scheffler, Fleawood.
0: Yeah. All those names uh, yeah all those yeah. Names. Oh, we a few times already. Trying to see if there's a lot of So the loud goes out
1: at seven twenty-three tomorrow morning.
0: Okay. I don't particularly see any other names huh? That, uh, huh? I don't see any other names that uh stick out. But I there's a lot of recognizable names. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, yeah, that's a smart play. Um where is it? Is the the British Open's Saint uh Saint uh was it, Saint George? Saint George Royal. The Saint George is in uh, Kent, England. Yeah, okay, that's a pretty tough course, from what I remember. Anyway, that's going to be fun to look at. I wanted to sneak in a little quick little hockey thing uh, before we get done. Obviously, I don't uh, I'm not a big hockey. I'm not going to say I'm not a fan, but I'm not. You know, it's not one of the main sports that I watch. But the uh, Tampa Bay uh, Lightning. Go back-to-back. I was trying to remember, when was the last NHL team to go back-to-back?
1: I have no idea. Um, It's only happened, I think, one other time in the last 20 years, I believe. If I'm not
0: mistaken. Okay, so it has happened. Because, I mean, memory serves me. It's like the Pittsburgh Penguins in, like, the early 90s is the only one that that popped into my head. But, obviously, I wouldn't be the one to ask. (laughs) Yeah, were you? Able- I'm just. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say. Uh, no, finish your thought because I was gonna go somewhere else as far as. Um, so, what well, you were saying, you were gonna, uh, you you thought of? Uh, did you think of anybody that? No, you
1: know, I didn't realize that the Penguins did it in 2016, 2017.
0: Oh, okay. So the Penguins did do it uh, again. That makes sense. 16, 17, and 16. the
1: Blackhawks three times in the last uh, 11
0: years. Okay. Well, they but they they're kind of but they didn't do it back to back. I was thinking more back to back. So, um were you able to watch any of the games during this uh during the the series at all?
1: Well, you know what? I I didn't watch the first three, but when I got to game 4, I was watching other stuff and uh but I did want to see the last 3 to 5 minutes and then see the Relation of the crowd and the, the clenching moment. So I saw all that. That was good. You know, the traditional handshake at the end of a series. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning are the best team in the league, uh, back-to-back. They've proven it. Um, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. I just have this strange feeling that uh, that the Florida Panthers are going to be a new thorn in their side in the next uh, two or three years.
0: Yeah, you were mentioning how they gave them the toughest battle throughout the uh, entire playoffs. Um,
1: well, the Islanders actually took them had, the seven games. Yeah,
0: the Islanders, uh, yeah, they actually did. But you said, "I well, I misquoted you." Then you said they gave them one of the biggest, one of the toughest, their tougher matchups. Yeah, the, and the also, yeah,
1: they, they won the season series from Tampa Bay too. I mean, they played thirteen times, and the Panthers won seven. So that's pretty good.
0: All right. I mean, uh, we'll see. Obviously, uh, how they 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 have do They have a lot of young players, a lot of star players going into the future.
1: Oh yeah, they're not they're not losing anybody. They got a lot of young players. That twenty year old goaltender is definitely in the future. Um, so they got a the bright future. This when the Florida Panthers don't fire a head coach, and they they'll be better next year. So that's the good news. But uh, but what about Tampa Bay? Is that the fourth title capital yeah. of the United States the last couple of years now?
0: Yeah, it, it seems to have shift, shifted from Boston to Tampa now. it's uh, Is it the, I don't want to say it's the Tom Brady effect, but uh, you know, it seems like the Devil Rays were, I, I call them the Devil Rays, like they were back when they first started. I, I still remember, still when those, um, I don't know, you remember when they first came out, they had those weird kind of, Neon colors and stuff like that. But the Tampa Bay Rays, um, right, obviously, yeah, uh, you know, one of the great organizations. I believe they're in second place right now. Uh, the Buccaneers are coming off of Super Bowl and they're going to be defending, uh, defending champion. Um, and the Lightning won back to back, and the Lightnings won back to back. So, yeah, it's uh, Tampa is title town, it's title town USA as of right now. I mean, nobody can complain. I mean, yeah. they just uh, Need the Rays to kind of like, you know, the Rays—they've been to what two World Series thus far in their in their in the, their existence? Two World Series, I think. Yeah, and they were one. They were in one just recently. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. And then, but I remember the one in—I remember the first one in, in. I think they were playing Philly. Uh, this was like 2007. That's when they first made that run. But uh, you know, they're doing it the right yeah. way, man. They're doing it through uh, hard work and scouting and building their teams. And uh, once their uh, players – they brought up another prospect who's supposed to be really good. They have a second one who they uh, – a young kid. I've got to look his name up, but I know they he, they moved him up sometime this week. So they're doing it the right way. Unfortunately, they're one of those teams that they basically have to give away their guys, they have to trade them away for more young pieces, <laughs> you know, going forward. So um, let me look up this guy's mm-hmm. name. What
1: year did the Ravens lose to the Dodgers?
0: That was last season, wasn't it?
1: Just as last year, right? Yeah,
0: it was last season.
1: They yeah, you're and... correct. Yeah. How soon do we forget about the losers?
0: It was a, it was a weird year last year, though. I mean, sometimes I, I, I have to remind myself the Lakers won. It was just last year was just so strange. I'm just like, uh, you know, uh, but no, they, they beat, they, uh, they lost to the. The uh, 76 uh, not the 76ers, but the uh, the Phillies and the uh, and the Dodgers, the two times they've made it. Um, they look pretty strong right now, though. But, uh, yeah, we, we shall see. Do you have any other sports particular topics you want to talk about before we sign off? Not a lot. Well, one,
1: well one little tidbit. I think we all have to keep an eye on and appreciate what Shohei Ohtani is doing in Major League Baseball right now. Yes. That's all
0: I got to say. The Home Run Derby is next week, I, think, I believe. All-Star <laughs> break and Home Run Derby. And he will be pitching and hitting at the same time. Well, not at the same time, but in the same game, which will be fun. Let's talk about him a little bit since we got some time. Um, I know we did the last podcast um, episode. Uh, what was it? Uh, what are we on? Episode 11? Episode 12? Episode 11 was the last podcast. Um, when we did that... Um, we talked about the impact and how, you know, what he's doing is really remarkable, but nobody seems to care. It's just almost like it's, it's going, is it a baseball thing? Is it the, the lack of popularity in baseball? Um, is it the fact that if he played in New York, would he be, he'd probably be everywhere if he played for New York or, or uh, Los Angeles. Well, the Dodgers, not necessarily, you know, with the angels or even at Chicago, if he was with the Cubs. He'd be a bigger star, but it's incredible what he's doing. What is he at right now, 32 home runs?
1: Yeah, and he's he's also – but he's getting a lot of press right now. So he's only going to get bigger and bigger. And can you believe he's already broken uh, Matsui's uh, season home run total record for a Japanese player already? I remember. just a
0: halfway point. Yeah, Exactly.
1: He, and Who would have who who thought that Mike Trout would be the second best player on his team?
0: But, you know, the funny thing was Trout was having – he was having an awesome start, man. He was hitting like 400 within like the first month and a half, but he got injured. And it's kind of like one of those things where it's like kind of open the door, but he was off to a great start. Um, I don't – you know, he's – Otani is a very interesting. I find myself compelled to watch him, uh, you know, even if I'm like – even if I'm not, even if I'm not like, you know, I'm not an Angels fan, obviously, but you know, if I know he's pitching that night, if I see it on ESPN that Otani's doing night, I'm just gonna like go on my laptop and just like find an Angels like link and just like watch him. He's so fun to watch, especially in the batter's box. Um, looking me. oh, yeah, yeah, he's like, he's, yeah. he seems like he's a like, I don't know, like eight feet tall. <laughs> he's just this. Big overpower, yeah, yeah he and, and he has such yeah, a yeah. He, has, he has such a natural power swing that it's um you know it's it's fun to watch. It's it's almost one of those things like how does this guy not hit a home run every time he's up at bat?
1: Well, you got to really like his demeanor too. I mean, he, he looks very calm and collected and cool and very confident yeah. in what he's doing, and and he's doing it very well. And and wow. I mean, it's, I, I'm looking forward to see what he can do the second half of the season. I mean, it's, you're talking about 60 plus home runs on pace right now.
0: Yeah, I don't think he'll get to that, but uh, you know, I think he'll he'll if he if he doesn't get hurt, uh, which is always a big thing, but I, I think he'll finish with like maybe fifty six, fifty seven, which is still great. Um, I think pitchers are gonna or like they're gonna start to move away from him not not give him too much um yeah so the spider attack uh i was gonna be uh, before finishing thoughts on otani yeah he's, it's he seems like he's he's actually having fun as well like um it's just like every time i watch him and every time he just you know does something yeah he just looks like he has a smile on his face and he's really embracing this uh i, I don't want to cool. say newfound celebrity but um but no, it's it's great to see. It's great to see. He's an exciting player. I'm I'm just so sad that the Yankees weren't able to get him because well, he didn't want to play in the East Coast. He wanted to play in the West Coast, which makes sense. But uh, I wish we would have had. Yeah, Yankees need a lot of help. Yeah, I, I was not really going to go into that. We're playing. I'm actually <laughs> watching the um the uh, the batting practice because they're about to well another hour and thirty minutes. They're they're gonna have uh they're gonna be playing three-game series against the Houston Astros. So, um, yeah, I'm not really it's, – it's, it's it's a disaster. Maybe it needs to happen. You know, we've been spoiled way too long, so, you know, maybe this will start to shake some things up. But, uh, the, you know, the one thing I'm kind of confused about is Hal Steinbrenner is nothing like his father. So, he has Brian Cashman for one more year and, you know – if uh, they might just kind of let Cashman finish out that contract instead of firing him. And we all know if Cashman's not going to get fired, Aaron Boone is not going anywhere. So they're kind of tied at the hip. So I'm just hoping this is uh, this is just kind of just a nightmare of a season that, you know, we'll kind of bounce back from hopefully sometime next year. I've already given up hope this year. Just just in case you were wondering. So,
1: yeah, but we took a whole half of the season left. You never know. They can make a major one. Yeah. It's you resistant. know, i like my reserves are for second place trying to chase the Brewers, and we're in a four game series of Brewers this weekend. We already lost the first one last night. Then we play three more against the Brewers right after the All Star break. So we either allow the Brewers to run away and win the division, or we win most of those games and keep it close enough to where we can make a run later. But I don't know. Yeah. So I got my at least
0: my team is still in it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they are. They are. And then they're... Seven games out. There. Seven games out in second place. Well, wow. Well, like you said, we'll have to wait to see how the second half will play itself out. Um, yeah, but, you know, it's fun. It's uh, it, it, Baseball gets fun usually when it's like those pennant races and stuff like that. And you never know what right. can happen. But yeah. I don't have any trust in my Yankees, so... Yeah, I'll leave it at that. Um, so I did want to bring up the spider tack, you know, gate, whatever you want to call it. So yeah, the numbers have continued to go up again. Um, you got, uh, yeah, it, it's 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 weird how how I don't know if you've been following up on it, but the power numbers have been going up. Ah, um, eh, you know, it, it's it's. I don't really know where I'm going with this point. I just wanted to bring that up. I was hoping you would have something to add on to that. <laughs> but, um, well, if I you don't,
1: I'm just listening to what all these experts are saying. Okay. the numbers are definitely going up. There's some picture. All of a sudden there's a few pictures that are not as dominant. So yeah. it's interesting. We'll have to wait and see what happens. How the, uh, season plays out and uh we'll take a back to football once that starts and we'll eventually get back to it when we get down to the uh the playoffs. Press, yeah, but yeah yeah um, but we'll see
0: what happens yeah we're in the dog days of summer though even though we still have the nba finals kind of it's at that point where i'm usually waiting for football to come so even like the nba finals i'm kind of like oh yeah yeah it's still going on okay it's uh, but right. no, this is the point in yeah. time where we wait for football and college football. A uh, quick question before we go: Are you a UFC guy? Uh, McGregor is fighting tomorrow. I I'm not a big UFC guy. I'll check it out just because it's you know it's an event. But uh, are you going to be watching? Uh, I'm not
1: a big day? UFC guy. I know that our you know a couple of my friends at the, at the are with
0: big UFC
1: guy. Mm. Um, so uh, I'm in kind of you know learning a little bit more and more and more as I talk with them and so forth obviously we all know mcgregor yep. we're all familiar with mcgregor Poirier. this is part three so uh i'm not going to watch the fight but uh uh i work early sunday anyway but uh, <laughs> do i really care who wins the fight not really yeah but uh, <laughs> hopefully the fans.
0: yeah i'll check it out i probably just stay home and watch it but you know if anything it'll be interesting You know, might even be a good fight. I I remember watching the first one in January, uh, surprised, uh, you know, McGregor kind of had it and then lost it, got a little careless, and then kind of got himself knocked out. But this one looks like it'll be, uh, you know, from every um, analyst I'm hearing, it's like McGregor's kind of back to his form as far as the intensity. And, you know, he's not like, uh, you know, basically he's he's found his hunger again. I don't know what that means. We always Well, you know
1: what McGregor just said? McGregor says, He's hoping for he's hoping Poirier gets stretchered out of the arena. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> that's a But you know <laughs> that reminds me also, I am extremely disappointed that the the Fury Wilder fight now has been postponed. Right.
0: Because Tyson Fury and his whole camp attested positive for the coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was reading I was about that. 24th, yeah, I was reading about that. Um how long has it been postponed? To do we know?
1: No, they have not said. It. We have not got any details on that yet.
0: Okay, I mean, you know, like uh, after that second fight, I was kind of over that one. I was kind of like, okay, it's just not too. Uh, you
1: you no, know, know. but the second fight was all crap. Yeah, and was, everyone. That, it was the first one was a, pretty a, good. You're gonna bust the ear in the second round. You're not gonna. You're not gonna have any balance. So,
0: but uh, you know, we'll see. I I'll. I'll Take a look to see when they reschedule that. So, hopefully that yeah. that fight will obviously be made, and um, you know we'll just have to wait and see on that one. All right, buddy. So uh, we're at that fifty eight minute point. I guess we should uh, put a bow tie on episode twelve. Um, so you said you got tomorrow off. You are just gonna kick back, watch some beer, uh, drink some beers, and uh, watch some uh, watch a little TV.
1: Well, I am gonna watch the TV, go to the gym, relax a lot. Okay. My, my fiance and I, we have to go to a service at five o'clock. So All right. we'll be doing that. Uh, you know, and then probably take it easy.
0: All right. That sounds like an eventful day. I'm probably just going to do nothing over here. <laughs> just try to save money. All right. All right, buddy. All, right. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thank you again for joining, you know, the uh, sports exchange podcast. Episode 12 is in the books. I'll uh, talk to you soon. We'll uh, work on episode 13. Um, Hopefully sometime by the weekend you let me know when you're free. And then uh, I can't wait to uh, kind of uh, do this again. All right? All right. Sounds great, brother. Have a great night. All right. You too. That's Brent Weber, everyone. All right. So join us for episode 13 Uh, sometime next week. We're going to be covering, well, the NBA finals is still going on. Obviously, we're going to cover that. Uh, We're going to get into a little British Open. Uh, We're going to talk. I guess we'll start to Talk about a little bit about the Olympics, and uh, we'll see what else happens during the sports world from now till then. Uh, with that being said, my name is Reggie Bobrin. Thank you again. Episode 13 of Sports Exchange Podcast. Peace and love.